This is City AM Unregulated. I'm Emma Hazlitt. And I'm Zach Meir. On this week's show, we chat with traders. There is no end point to becoming a trader. We're joined by podcast host and trader Aaron Fifield. It takes quite a number of years to actually break through and become a profitable trader. And Triforce trader Matthew Owens. So I actually won throwing all my money into Apple by random luck. And uh, after that, I was pretty much hooked. Welcome to City AM Unregulated. Hello, welcome to this week's City AM Unregulated. This week, we're asking how to become a profitable trader. We're joined by two traders, Matthew Owen, or the Triforce Trader, and Aaron Fifield, trader and presenter of the internationally popular Chat with Traders podcast. Each week is joined by a trader and he quizzes them on how to make the best of the field. So this week we're flipping the coin and asking Aaron, who's joined us by Skype from Brisbane, and we'll be getting Matthew's advice too, who's also on Skype but from the US. So Aaron, in fact both of you are only 25 years old. Aaron, let's start with you. When did you start trading? So I originally started trading probably almost about four years ago now. It kind of started out as a bit of a an interest and quickly turned into a mild obsession. That's very young. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, you know, I just kind of bought my first investment property and I'd always had this sort of desire or this drive, sort of that entrepreneurial spirit to become wealthy and I've just always enjoyed the hustle. And, you know, after getting into property, I sort of thought, well, what else, what's the next obvious move? And I sort of thought, you know, what about this thing called the stock market? I knew nothing about it at the time. So, did you actually know how difficult it might be, or did you had you heard about the the challenges that you have in in order to make money? No, no, I knew literally zero. Would you have, uh, would you I have just, gone Would you have gone ahead if you'd known how difficult it was? Uh, I think so. I think so. I've never really been uh, afraid of a challenge. So, um, I've definitely you know over the past few years realized how difficult. It can be or is and, and continues to be. Um, but, I mean, I'm not really showing any signs of backing off. I think I've gone too far now to, to back out. <laughs> and Matthew, what about what's your story? Yeah, so I've been trading for about two and a half years with real money. But I actually started getting interested in markets when I was about 14 because uh, my teacher at the time, we had a stock market competition and uh, whoever won didn't have to take the final exam. So I actually <laughs> uh, won throwing all my money into Apple by random luck. And uh, after that, I was pretty much hooked. But I had never placed a real trade with real money, probably about 22, 23 years old. God, I think when I was about 14, I was, I was trading Pokemon cards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I traded those too. But <laughs> I... Uh, I was uh, also really fascinated with the market, so I was an innocent bystander for about 10 years. I would still do research and look at different things, but uh, I didn't really place my first real trade until I was uh, 22, 23 years old with real capital. So uh, I'm 30. I've never made a trade in my life. If I wanted to ditch my career as a journalist and, and get into trading, Aaron, what would your advice be to me? I mean, my, my advice would probably be not to ditch your career. I think uh, when, you, when you come into trading, it's, it's important that you're not relying on uh, your trading profits for income. So you've got to have either a substantial, a substantial amount of, of capital, um, disposable capital, uh, that will pay your bills, pay your rent for 
a long time into the future. Um, as soon as you start relying on trading profits for income to pay your bills and pay your, you know, your living expenses, uh, that, that's pretty dangerous. That's dangerous territory. Well, I'm, for, uh, you, I'm 49 and I want to ditch in everything and be, become a trader. Uh, I did actually d- uh, day trade on the side when I'm not um, talking about the markets as well. Um, but um, isn't it one of those situations that you know either you've got this skill for making money from the markets or you haven't? And if you're one of the, if you're the one of the one in 10 who can do it, you know, it's just like being, uh, you know, Roger Federer on Central Court, uh, Cent- uh, on Centre Court, or a, a F1 uh, racing driver. You either got those talents, or you or you haven't, and you know, you two guys uh, clearly have it, and you know, it's it's easy for you, inverted commas, easy. Uh, but for the rest of us, we can never get on the other side. We can, you know, I can, I'll never be playing at Centre Court. Well, no, I don't, I don't entirely agree with that. I mean, I think that anyone can actually learn how to trade. I think the reason that so few actually make it to be a profitable trader is because it takes many, many years. Uh, in most cases, I mean, Maddie's a bit of an outlier in that situation. But, um, you know, most traders, I speak to a lot of traders, um, not only on the podcast, but a lot of people who listen as well. And it takes quite a number of years to actually break through and become a profitable trader. Uh, so, you know, obviously that deters. Yeah, but learning the ropes, we're learning the, you know, the technicals of... Um, you know, like, like technical analysis, literally, or you know, what what uh, is a good non-farm payroll figure, or what isn't. That's one thing, and that might, might take two or three years, just like you do a journalism degree or anything else. But having the mindset, having the right psychology, either you know, I, you know, if you're, if you, I'm, I'm a wimp, I can't, you know, I, I can't, you know, I got the stress of having a hundred pounds, five hundred pounds on the market, and I lose it, and I'm psychologically damaged. Some people have nerves of steel, and they're good traders. If you don't have the nerves of steel, you can't trade. I think it's it's something that can be developed. Obviously, there, there's people who spend devote their careers to uh, helping uh, traders in that situation, like you know, psychology uh, coaches, performance coaches. I've interviewed uh, several of them on the podcast. I mean, obviously, I'm sure Maddie's got his own take on that. But I think Matthew, anyone can. Why don't you jump in yeah. there and and tell me a bit, little bit about the the psychology of it? Yeah, so like I agree with Aaron. I don't think it's I'll just go back to all the way to the first question. Like I think it's something that you can learn. Trading is something that you can learn. The second part is the mental aspect that everyone likes to talk about, but the truth is is like you really just have to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. Even if you do all the homework you want, you're still subject to some randomness and you just have to be eventually be okay with that. Uh you're never going to win 100% of the time. And you've got a degree yeah. in forensic psychology. Has that helped? Uh, it does help. I think when I talk with other traders in terms of like if they have a bad day or if they're really struggling, um, I use a lot of it to create cognitive dissonance with other, you know, teaching them how to basically uh, not think about, you know, every single trade. So if they lose a trade and they win a trade, like the person generally focuses on the loss more and beats themselves up. But the truth is, is like you're going to have a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand trades in your lifetime and you're going to be subject to some randomness and you got to see past that one single trade and kind of work your way and just keep trading. Uh, you're going to lose some and you're going to win some. Uh, but you know, it's hard to, when you're in a rut and you're constantly losing, sometimes it's hard to see past that. So is it the same mindset as an entrepreneur? You've, you've got to be into the risk taking, you've got to, 
you know, if, if I was an entrepreneur and I ran my own business, do you think it would be easy for me, for me to move into that? No, I mean, because you're always going to be like when you when you break off on your own, uh, you're always going to be kind of scared that you could fail. Uh, and that's what everyone is generally afraid of, even when it comes to trading, that they'll fail. But the truth is, is there's no risk, no reward. And um, I don't know, you for me, like uh, you really just got to follow what you really want to do. I mean, passion is a big part of trading, too. A lot of people focus on the money. And the truth is, is that you really have to have a passion for the markets. Because that's what will sustain you. If you're just focused on the money, you'll get burnt out within a year. Right. I, yeah. I mean, on the point of that, I mean, there's the psychology and the um, the cognitive dissonance, dissonance is one thing. But um, one of the ways to get around that is to use algos, to use trading systems, uh, which is something which I use because uh, I've got nerves of jelly. Um, the, the hedge funds also use them. They use, you know, they use the algos to, you know, tell them when you know there's a, a you know blue for buy and red for sell, and it's 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 all there on relative strength in, uh, index or you know moving averages or whatever. Isn't it easier just to use that and let let the computers take the strain? I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm both discretionary and I also have my own systematic trading system. So. Uh, the truth is, is that most trading systems that are good are not based on any real technicals like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, sure, you could set an automated strategy, but there's still risk to that, too, because sometimes you'll end up in trades if you're not monitoring it. Sometimes you'll end up in trades that you you would never take uh, necessarily or it could get you in danger. So you have to be monitoring that. There's also what's known as wobble to trading systems which is the fact that maybe it makes more of a bigger profit than it should. And the and what that's actually telling you is maybe that system is deteriorating. So it, you still have to watch the market to some degree. It's not just like, hey, I have this system going. I'm just going to throw up my hands and go to the beach. That's never the reality. It would be nice, but it's not uh, the truth. And even big hedge funds, they always have a one Quan guy that has to sit there day in and day out and make sure that it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. So it's still a lot of hard work. And what if that model breaks down? Now you have to go back to the drawing board uh, if you don't have more than multiple models running. So uh, systematic trading is a very, very uh, deep subject to talk about. So <laughs> I don't want to get too heavy into it. Well, maybe for another time. But uh, the, the other point on that is that um, people, when did you learn that you, when, when did you realize that you, you were a successful trade or you had what it took and what, what was your turning point there for me it was digging myself out of a 30 percent drawdown oh my god that sounds really uncomfortable right i don't think i'm a successful trader by any means i i just think that for me the turning point of where i realized i could actually do it is when i was in such a rut that i was in a 30 percent drawdown and i slowly worked myself out of that hole and that was a, a big turning point for me. Aaron, you've said that um, people should let go of the big trade aspiration. Can you explain why they've said that? And probably a little bit of context around that is you, you really need an approach that's uh, sustainable, something you need an edge that's repeatable, uh, something that you can, you know, you're not looking for uh, anomalies. Uh, you, you, want a tr uh, you, want a, you want a strategy that you can trade uh, frequently, right? So, you know, people, you know, sometimes you have these stocks which go parabolic 
and a lot of people jump on jump into them obviously because it's very exciting it gets the adrenaline rushing uh but i mean really what what are you going to do the next day you you want something that's sustainable and something that can be repeatable you know you're in this to play the long game and i think if you're just looking to you know take a punt or or just um you know try to make a a quick buck or, or get rich quick quote unquote i mean when um, you say when you say make a quick buck can you make a quick buck can you get rich quick doing this it, it depends if you get lucky and that's really what it comes down to if if you get rich quick it, it's probably due to luck um and <laughs> it's it's very very rare like very rare um it doesn't really Exist the the Brexit vote uh, the the market was rising ahead of the Brexit vote here in the UK which is you know the, the the British people voting to leave the European Union and really everybody was expecting it to be a remain uh, a remain vote so um, the, the the market rose five hundred points let's say and it was still rising just as the vote uh, the result came through and this, the result was totally opposite to what people expected and the market crashed. And as you probably know, it's uh, in the financial markets, uh, the best trades are to buy the rumour and sell the news. In that case, if the, the news had come as expected, the market would have fallen. But as it was unexpected, it fell double or triple as much as it was supposed to do. So that is a big trade. And it wasn't something that you needed to be a genius to work out either. So there are big trades around. For instance, if Donald Trump becomes uh, president, I don't think that the, the, uh, the US market, the US stock market is going to be a record highs. It might be a record lows. I mean, I mean, yes and no. There's obviously opportunities like that 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 come about, but you've got to be able to trade them right. You know what I mean? Like an, an amateur is uh, someone who's very new to trading. Uh, their chances of being able to actually trade a move like that profitably, um, get in at the right point, get out at the wrong at the right point, and manage the risk uh, during the trade. Uh, you know, it's unlikely. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think that point was there a big picture trade becomes a it's a big trade big picture trade which rather than just a day trade where you're trying to scalp a few points out of the the dow or the s&p that that brexit setup or the donald trump setup which is coming up those are trades that anybody can have a view on and potentially make decent money yeah but there's no edge in that that's what aaron is saying like he's saying that it's better to have a repeatable edge over time so let's say aaron's system told him to go short before brexit when you create a system, all information is is known. So let's say it told him to go short and then he caught that huge downside move. Was it because Aaron knew something about Brexit? No, he has an edge that he is exploiting and it just so happened that his system went short and therefore he, let's say, caught that move. So it's much better to have a consistent approach than to get lucky with just one trade. That's what he's saying overall. I mean, talking about Brexit... You know, the markets here are actually surprisingly strong. Equities markets here, I should say, are are very strong. Should we still be trading the FTSE 100 or, you know, what's your advice? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, If if your strategy and your plan tells you to trade, if you see uh, setups that that show an edge, you know, in in your eyes. um, Yeah, I mean, as a trader, there's opportunity to make uh, money regardless of the direction of the market movement so you can make money from the upside and you can also short sell and make money from the downside as well so uh you know there, there's always uh uh well when i say always um depending on on your trading style your approach um you know th- there's various strategies that work in various types of markets 
Matthew, can you talk a little bit about the importance of Twitter to traders? <laughs> yeah, so Twitter, I never understood Twitter until I became like until I started trading. Uh, Twitter is quite amazing. You can uh, like uh, it's actually my main source of news. Uh, there's just so much news coming in through Twitter uh, and that you can just tap on and read quickly. I think it's a really hand, a handy tool for news. Uh, it's also a handy tool to do like analytics. Like you can create a sentiment uh, kind of index through Twitter using their analytics to, to see like how many people are talking about X subject. Uh, that can give you some windows into the market as well. Uh, it's just, it's, I, I don't know what I would do, honestly, without it. Well, I would agree with that. I think Twitter is the best thing uh, for traders around. But isn't the best thing about Twitter the way you can follow uh, successful traders and just keep an eye on what their positions are, what they're doing, pro providing you believe that's what they're doing? Um, but you, you, it's actually learning from uh, the best people out there. You know, I'm, I'm more about the news or, you know, maybe bounce ideas off of people, but not a lot. Even really successful traders don't really give their position on Twitter. It's more about you know, they're bouncing ideas off of or they're saying something and seeing how people respond to it. My advice would be never to trust anyone on Twitter if they post a position unless they can show you like, this is where I got in and they link that tweet to another tweet of where they're getting out and all that stuff. Like if you can verify that and you want to believe that, then that's your prerogative. But when I know many of these people personally, I also know where they live. So I can, uh, they can't, they can't do anything. They can't be bad to me, but uh, no, it is actually very, very educational. Even if, whether you believe them or not, it shows you still find out what people are looking at, what levels people are looking at, and you can, you can either take it or leave it. I suppose that's, that's the answer with Twitter, isn't it? So, so Aaron, one of your messages to new podcast listeners is that if you're new to trading you should find a mentor why is that important and who should you look for yeah i think it's very important that you do uh, have some either a mentor or like a group of traders or you know at least someone who's you know in this with you uh to some extent um you know it's it's much more beneficial if you can learn from someone who is further ahead than you are you know as a trader, trying to make it on your own, it's extremely difficult. Um, so anything you can do to sort of uh, make that, that path to profitability and, and onwards a little bit easier uh, is a good thing. So uh, a mentor is obviously the good way to do that. But, you know, in saying that, I mean, that's, that's, we, we could do a whole, whole conversation just on the subject alone. But, um, you know, I think there's a lot to learn before you actually become, like try and, and tr trace down a mentor as well. So Okay, well... You know, you've done it. You've done eighty-two shows now. Um, you've produced a lot of best-of guides. What is the one piece of advice that sticks out to you that you've got from any of your guests? Uh, that's that's really tricky. That's really tricky. Um, I would say that there is no endpoint to becoming a trader. So, uh, you know, I think some people when they come into trading, they think, oh, as soon as I you know have a profitable month, I'm I'm set. I've made it. Uh, it can. It's forever. It, it it just keeps going. It keeps going. So, you know, you forever need to be evolving with, you know, new market regimes. Um, I interviewed Peter Brandt. Uh, I've had him on the podcast a couple of times. He's a legendary trader, been in the market for about 45 years. Um, he still to this day considers himself a student of the market. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty humbling in itself. So, I'd just say that there is no end point, you know, coming into this, you have to be prepared to uh, every day be trying to become better and better uh, it's, it's very competitive 
Well, there's no end point to becoming a trader, but there is an end point to this podcast, and that's now. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. With thanks to Aaron Fifield from the Chat with Traders podcast and Triforce trader Matthew Owens, this has been City AM Unregulated. You can get the City AM podcast by subscribing via iTunes or Audio Boom to listen on the go. City AM Unregulated is an Audio Boom production. Thank you.